Hey everybody, welcome to another post-game first takes, Jurassic Views. I'm Bryce Diamond. Uh, another tough loss, another tough loss, and there's beginning to be a trend in the games so far this season. Uh, certainly not on any one player. Uh, I don't think it has uh, much to do with the team we're playing. Um, it just seems like an internal thing, like a, a Raptors specific, uh, specific thing, to be honest. Um, but it was tough. It was, it was tough to, to watch. In fact, I didn't even watch the, this whole second half. I was washing dishes and making sure that my daughter was calming down because as we're watching the game, of course, she's hyped, I'm hyped. I think she watched maybe four minutes of the third quarter when we got up by 14 and things were looking good. But I knew Philly was going to go on a run and thought it would be best for everybody, including uh, my partner who was going to put our daughter down to bed. I thought, you know what, let's just turn it off. And unfortunately, uh, things got bad uh, ugly and worse. Um, we even got three points deducted from the replay center. Um, not to mention Tony Brothers and the refereeing cast giving 16 free throws to Joel Embiid alone. And uh, the Raptors as a team had 14. Joel Embiid shot more free throws than our entire team. I think the foul count was like 27 to 15 um, in favor of, of Philadelphia. And uh, the free throws was like 31 or 32 free throws to our 14. Um, so there was all kinds of things going against us tonight. But just like the game against the Spurs... Um, you know, I will say it almost all the time. Um, it's not that I think, you know, the refs, uh, ha always have a great game. I don't think the refs always have a bad game. I think when I watched the first half, they definitely favored Joel Embiid. There was a lot of soft calls. I mean, for a guy who's what, 7'2", 7'3", 270, 280, he gets calls like Steph Curry. Like, Joel Embiid is a soft big man. Maybe the softest big man, to be honest. Um, and, and it's just really disappointing and, and crappy basketball uh, when that happens. But, you know, Pascal again, second half, certainly in the fourth, faded away offensively. Tonight he fouled out. Didn't have an assist. That's not good. Um... Kyle was, was solid, another solid night for Kyle. Um, Freddie was almost non-existent in the fourth. Uh, Aaron Baines, we knew he was going to have a tough night. Chris Boucher, we knew he was going to have a tough night. This is a, this is, this is a difficult matchup for both of those guys. Uh, nice to see Alex Len get a little run. Um, but we, we did ourselves in. You know, I can talk about Joel Embiid being like a trust fund kid getting all of his calls from the refs and then 
uh, whining about it when he only gets four free throws in the second half versus 12 in the first half. But, uh, you know, we did ourselves in. We were up seven at one point in the fourth quarter. Um, we didn't execute. We didn't keep the defensive pressure on. We weren't cohesive um, on the offensive end. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I, I, three losses, and I can't put one loss on Nick Nurse and the staff. Uh, I am not going to give the refs, uh, you know, any reason uh, to boost their ego and think that they were the reason we lost this game. This is on us. And it's, it's not fun to watch us lose three in a row. And there have been very few times over the last three seasons, uh, the three previous seasons, that we lost three in a row. We might have done it once or twice um, in that time, maybe twice in the last three previous seasons. Um, so it, it's ugly. Uh, but they're, they're at, you know, at the same time, there's some good things. OG played well. He woke up in that San Antonio game in the fourth and looked good tonight. Overall, was efficient defensively, was all over the place, had a bit of a block party for uh, us Raptors fans in that first half. Um, you know, Pascal was shifty. Kyle got to the line. He was savvy. Um, and there were some good things going for us. Uh, Stanley Johnson made a cameo appearance in this one and played not bad. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that he's secured a roster spot. No, sorry, a rotation spot. But, he, you know, he deserves credit. He's an NBA player. And, and he played like a guy who's, you know, a 10th man uh, on an NBA team. Um, but what can we say? Three losses in a row. And, you know, uh, as someone who's also an Arsenal fan, when you lose three losses in a row, when you have a stretch of games that are ugly or um, not desirable, uh, when you come undone at the end of a game, um, what I do, what I've done over the years with Arsenal is I step back and look at the big picture. And I think for me in, in this one in particular, if I looked at the schedule and I said, what was the game we probably were going to lose? It would have been tonight. We're playing Philadelphia in Philly. I think this team was the best or the second best team in the NBA at home last year. Um, and even without fans tonight, and with a lot of changes, they still got Joel Embiid, who's an all-star. They still got Ben Simmons, who's an all-star. Um, they've got Mike Scott, who's been on the team uh, the last two seasons. So this is his third season, at least, with uh, the Sixers. Um, Shake Milton was there last year. They got Korkmaz, who was there last year as well. So. There's lots of guys. Tobias Harris. How can I forget Tobias Harris, the most overpaid player in the NBA? But he's still, he's a starter. He's a legitimate NBA starter, even on a good team. And so they've, they've got good players. They play well at home. And I would have said, 
start of the season, this is a loss. We would have probably beat New Orleans and San Antonio. Would have been tough games, just where they are in the schedule, knowing we're <clears throat> going to be in Tampa Bay. But I would have said this was an L tonight. And we lost. So we look back, and we've lost three games, two games on the road, and really three road games because we don't get to play in Toronto. And we've lost to two playoff teams in New Orleans and Philadelphia. They'll both be playoff teams. And in the case of New Orleans and Philadelphia, these are two teams that are long. They're tall. They make our smaller backcourt, especially Freddie, uh, make very difficult shots, um, make them have to release the three ball quicker. And... These tall, longer teams frustrate Pascal, too. Um, Pascal likes to get to the rim, and although he missed a lot of good looks in that San Antonio series, he doesn't even, in that San Antonio game the other night, he doesn't even get those good looks. So he made some threes, and, you know, he, he made a, a couple buckets, easy buckets inside in transition or on the fast break. But in general wasn't decisive enough, uh, wasn't uh, powerful, strong enough when he's going to the hole against bigger teams, bigger players. And he, he had a difficult game. And because they're a very good defensive team, Ben Simmons is, you know, he was a candidate for defensive player of the year last year. Uh, Joel Embiid, as much as I don't like him and don't like to watch him, uh, he's a great defender. He can move well for a big guy. I wish he got off the donut diet um, and actually cared about a game that he could dominate. But he's a good defender. And Danny Green is a good defender. I think he had two blocks on Pascal tonight. Uh, sneaky ones, but blocks nevertheless. Um, so... You know, when Fred and Pascal struggle, it's going to be a long night for us. And Aaron Baines is not Marc Gasol defensively against Joel Embiid. And Chris Boucher isn't a good enough shooter, especially a jump shooter off the pick and roll, to be effective against Philly. And so we had to play Alex Len a little more tonight. I think he might have even played more than Chris Boucher. So this was going to be a tough game. In Philly against Philly was going to be a tough game. This is a matchup that does not favor us at all. It is probably the team I would want to see the least amount in the Eastern Conference, to be honest. Um, and I can project that um, going forward. You know, Boston's going to play us tough defensively, but they're not as long as Philly, and Pascal can still get his shots, and he did in that Boston series um, in the bubble, he got shots, he just wasn't making them. Um, so, you know, tonight was not a good recipe for success. Um, does that mean I'm, I'm really worried about our team? No, I'm not. Uh, we're going to beat the Knicks, and we're going to get uh, to play New Orleans again, and we're going to be much better offensively, and we're going to make them a lot more uncomfortable and we're going to be upset that we've lost three in a row. And we're going to win the next uh, two games. We're going to win against New, or New York and New Orleans. Um, and that's okay. We might not get to 500 until 
10 games in, we'll be five and five. And you know what? We'll build and guys will get confidence and Aaron Baines will know when Kyle is going to pass to him. It could be any time. That's why, um, you know, a, a center running pick and rolls with a very smart point guard in Kyle Lowry, a legendarily smart uh, point guard in Kyle Lowry. That's why, you know, you got to have chemistry as a big guy. You got, you got to play with them a lot. And, you know, Kyle had two very good centers, two very smart centers who had a lot of chemistry with Kyle. So, you know, it's going to take time. Um, I didn't watch the game start to finish, so I can't make too much, too many comments uh, about Nick Nurse's coaching um, or uh, Chris Finch's uh, offensive sets. I think they're taking their time and in integrating Finch's offense um, or at least some of his schemes that he likes to run. Uh, but yeah, we're on three. It sucks. It doesn't feel good. That's for sure. But if I looked at the schedule and someone told me we were on three, um, knowing the circumstances, I'd say that sucks, but it could happen. It could definitely happen. I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm not surprised to be honest right now. Um, we're going to get smarter. We're going to get more savvy. Fred's going to have to grow up just like Kyle did. Uh, I think it was about, Kyle was about the same age as Fred when he came to the Raptors uh, in 2013. And Kyle had to get really smart and, and, and savvy and, um, and, and learn all the finer points of the game because of his size and because he was going to get slower. Kyle's not as fast as he was. If you watch footage from 2014, 15, 16, Kyle was very quick in those years. Um, Freddie has never been as quick as Kyle. Um, and Freddie does some really good things, uh, really smart things. Um, but he still has a lot to learn. And um, that day-in, day-out grind of a season when you aren't at home in Toronto, it's tricky stuff. Um, it's, it's a high, um, a high learning curve, steep learning curve for Freddie. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling great. I'm not even feeling necessarily positive, but I'm not feeling negative. And I hope that <laughs> nobody reads Raptors Twitter tonight. Um, not even the beat writers should be tweeting tonight or at least reading other people's tweets because, uh, you know, there's people who like to jump off the ledge when their team starts the way the Raptors have. And it's, it's you know, it's goofy, it's overdramatic, and it shouldn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to New York. I'm looking forward to that game against New Orleans. And I'm going to put this one behind me. I'm sure Zai and I next week will we'll break some some things down a little more or, or have some more analysis. But um, you know, we love the guys. That's what makes us watch this. It's not just because we like basketball. I could watch literally any game in the NBA. Um, and there's some good teams, you know. 
Uh, I could spend some time watching Phoenix. I love watching Chris Paul. I don't like playing against him. Uh, when the Raps play against him, I do not like playing against him. But uh, he is a, a wonderful, wonderful player like Kyle Lowry at the point guard spot. So him and Devin Booker, I'd love to watch. Um, you know, uh, obviously Milwaukee in the regular season is fun to watch. Um, and there's lots of teams like that. Game in, game out. You know, I'd want to cheer for Nate, Coach Nate down in Indiana, um, who's got the Pacers at 3-0. There's lots of fun things. I'd, uh, lots of fun teams I'd like to watch. But I love the Raptors, you know. Um, you know, getting back to the Arsenal... Arsenal lost the most games after 14 games in the history, in the history of their team. And they won their last two games. And now they have a chance because they have a weaker part of the schedule to climb the table, uh, as they say in England, to climb the standings and, you know, have a respectable season. Um and so for me, I, I've been through dark days with the Raptors. We mentioned that on the podcast. And uh, I've had dark days with, with uh, the Gunners, Arsenal, uh, the last few years, post-Wenger era. And so the Raptors are in a post-championship era. And in a lot of ways are preparing themselves for you know, the next five seasons. And as much as we want this team to be what they were two years ago or even last year, with the situation with Tampa and with not being able to uh, secure surge and getting, getting a little bit older um, from some of our vets, yeah, there's going to be tough stretches and there's going to be tough nights. But, you know... We, it wasn't always pretty watching the Raptors last year. Um, remember, we were down, what was it, 30 points against Dallas, and we came back, and that was mid-season game. We were down 19 against Indiana in the fourth, and we came back. Uh, I think we were even down 11 with the last three, four minutes, and we came back. This team's going to do stuff like that. Um, so there's a, a lot, I'm talking a lot for a, a quick take, but I just want to say... I'm thinking big picture. I'm not nervous about being 0-3. Uh, Philly's a playoff team. A heck of a team at home. And, and we're going to get used to what life is for uh, 2020 in Tampa. And we'll, we'll get back into ourselves and we'll get an easier schedule. We'll get some wins and we'll build some momentum. And then we'll start beating teams like Philly. They'll come down to Tampa and we'll smack them around like we did when they came to Toronto, because that's what we do. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, not a feel-good night. Uh, but we are uh, appreciative of the opportunity to cheer on our team and talk about our team. This has been a, a lovely way, to, <laughs> a healthy way for me and my family to unwind after a game. Uh, everyone benefits when I do a quick react already, and this is only the third one I've done. So I hope you're liking them. I uh, hope you're liking the podcast. 
we're going to keep doing them anyways because because we need it for ourselves as as fans and uh and in a pandemic and uh yeah look forward to uh the new york knicks on new year's eve if uh if you're not listening to that quick um first takes quick quick react post game on thursday happy new year um and may 2021 be even better (laughs) uh than 2020 and may you have a good night tonight peace everybody